When it comes to investing, retirement, taxes, healthcare, and estate planning, the decisions you make today can greatly affect the quality of life for you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straightforward and unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your retirement. Good news. You found the Retirement Playbook sponsored by APO Financial. So get ready for an hour of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. It's time for the Retirement Playbook. And now, here are your hosts, John Crows, John Goodhue, and Jeff Shea. Good morning and welcome to the Retirement Playbook, the show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers you need to reach your wealth management and retirement goals through smart investing and careful planning. On today's show, we're going to be talking about understanding investment risks and how to mitigate them, a refresher on your IRAs, taking control of your investments with target date funds, and finally, the bucket strategy, is it right for you? My name's Jeff Shade, and I'm just here to ask the questions, but of course, the words of wisdom and solid advice come from John Crows and John Goodhue of APO Financial. I'll start with you, John Crows. How you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm doing awesome. I ate way too much turkey the other day, but that, that's 55 years in a row. So, is there such a thing as too much turkey, John? What do you think? Uh, nope. Yeah, that, that's a good question right there. All of that tryptophan, you know, you want to go to sleep when you eat that turkey. John Goodhue, do you find the same thing? You eat the turkey, and for some reason or another, about a half hour later, you got to take a nap. Of course, you do. John Crows, as a native youper, what sort of holiday traditions insofar as food goes that you have for Thanksgiving in the Upper Peninsula? My favorite is just always the turkey, but, you know, my mom's uh, sausage stuffing is amazing. And I think most people have some sort of stuff, family favorite stuffing. And then uh, probably another staple across every table in the UP is green bean casserole. There you go, man. I had green bean casserole that was coming out of my ears as a kid. My mother was from Tennessee, so John Goodhue, I think I can relate to you. A little bit of those southern dishes, right? Yeah, oh yeah, sweet potato casserole. Oh man, with the, with the marshmallows on top. I love that stuff. My wife is a native Southern California. She does not know how I could eat anything like that because, of course, they're lean and clean there in Southern California. Well, we hope that everybody had a great Thanksgiving, and uh, we certainly hope that they're enjoying this weekend. Remember, it is Small Business Saturday, and if you happen to be walking up and down the streets of any of the towns in the Upper Peninsula, you find stores that are open, go in and patronize those because I understand something like for every $3 you spend, a dollar of that stays in the community, something like that. So uh, do your best to support the local businesses. Well, on today's show, we've got a lot to talk about, but I do want to start the show today by talking about those classes that are coming up here next week. And John Crows, I'll let you tell me more about those. Yes, uh, we're going to have our first events up in the Copper Country on November 28th, which is Tuesday. We're going to host an event at the Gogeba Community College starting at 6 p.m. And the best thing for you to do is just to be parked out in the front of the old uh, Houghton Mall and come right in the main doors of the community college there. And then the next night on the 29th, we'll be up in Calumet at the uh, Calumet Public Library or the Calumet High School Library. And we'll be there at 6 p.m. also. And the best place to park would be like you're coming to a basketball game, volleyball game, and just come in the main doors from the main parking lot. So that's next Tuesday and Wednesday nights. And John Goodhue, you're going to be on hand as well, too. What are you going to be talking about? Well, we're going to be talking about kind of an overview of retirement planning. We'll talk about lots of different subjects. Usually a very hot topic is Social Security. We're going to talk about, you know, the do's and don'ts about Social Security. Uh, it's very important. We're going to talk about Medicare, long-term care, all the health care issues that people have, maybe how to bridge the gap if you retire early. We're going to talk about tax planning. That's my favorite subject. Overall income planning for people, estate planning, which is really, really important also. 
and actually also investments, how to uh, make sure you don't lose too much money in bad markets, which we tend to have every six to seven and a half years. But those are just some of the highlights, uh, and we'll talk about a lot of other things too. So that's interesting. There's a lot to talk about. You guys have got about an hour, hour and a half to do that. Is there any admission charge for these? Well, absolutely not. There's no admission. And we always tell people nothing will be sold. So don't worry about the trying to, anybody's going to try to sell you anything. We're trying to reach out to the community and provide information and education. And that's what we're trying to do. I can't emphasize that enough because when when I talk to people, that's the first thing they want to know is, well, what do you charge? What, what are you going to get out of this? And I personally believe that I want everyone to be educated. And I feel like I could have been more educated. I, I should have taken a little more control of my retirement as I was moving on and in my career as a teacher. And I didn't. And now this is my goal is to bring this back to the community and, and educate and help people make good decisions. And, and that's what this is about. Is It's not about what's good for APO. It's about what's good for the people of the copper country. Yeah. And that's the true meaning of fiduciary. We've talked about that, too. APO always puts our clients ahead of uh, our own personal interest. If people do want to take advantage of this opportunity, how can they get in touch with you? How can they reserve their seat? Um, All they have to do is call Laura at 906-523-9030, and we will make sure that you have a seat waiting for you. Okay, once again, that telephone number, 906-523-9030. Seats are filling up right now because it is coming up next week. Okay, let's talk a little bit about risk here in the beginning of the show. I told everybody we were going to be talking about that. I hear this term risk tolerance versus risk capacity. John Goodhue, can you explain that a little bit, what the difference between those two things are? Well, I think risk tolerance is, you know, it's really just uh, how much risk can you really stomach? Ultimately, in risk capacity to mean is you might be able to stomach a whole lot of risk, but maybe you shouldn't. So when someone comes into you and they say, John, I don't even know what my risk tolerance or capacity is. Do you have a series of questions? I mean, how do you find out how much risk somebody should really take in a portfolio to get the most out of it? Yeah, that's really interesting. The SEC really makes it important that we make sure that we know what people's risk tolerance and their volatility tolerance is. What I try to tell people is I've got to get to know them first. And most people tell me, you know, I don't know exactly what my risk tolerance is. I have no idea because I personally believe it should be the financial advisor's position and job to really help people figure out what is your risk tolerance? What is your risk capacity? I don't know that that people can figure that out on their own. I think they can tell you in generality, you know, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to lose any money. Well, that's a little unreasonable if you're going to be investing in anything, but you've got to figure that out. So we go through a series of questions with people. We figure out exactly, you know, where is their mindset? And also based on their overall income plan, you know, do they need to take a little more risk? Maybe they haven't saved quite enough. So maybe they need some more returns or have they saved plenty and they really don't need a lot of risk in their overall plan. And that's individual with people. So everything like we do is tailored to the individual. Now, Coach Crows, I know being a coach for a long period of time there, a lot of your kids were in the gym. I have heard that phrase, no pain, no gain. And that means without any pain, you're not going to really get anywhere. And it seems to me that that would apply to this conversation too. Without much risk, there isn't the opportunity for much of an upside. Would you say that that is an accurate statement? Uh, I think they refer to that as the risk versus safety continuum. You know, if, if you want to make big money, you need to take a big risk. Or if you are want to be safe and have small risk, then you're going to expect a little smaller return. I don't know that that's always 100%, but that tends to be the guideline. 
Now, when I look at different types of risks, John Goodhue, I think about this company risk, volatility and market risk, opportunity cost and liquidity risk, basically four different types of risks when investing. What is company risk and how can you really find out how risky a company is? Well, you need to do your research and educate yourself. Because if you're, for example, if you're investing in individual stocks, which, you know, can be very, very risky and volatile sometimes, you better under, understand the underlying elements of that company, really research it well. I mean, I, I tend to believe that you should stay in your lane. If you're going to invest in individual stocks, you should invest in things that you understand and know about. I mean, a lot of people got into, for example, you know, the cryptocurrency world and these companies were popping up, you know, promising big, big things. And a whole bunch of them went belly up. And a lot of people put a lot of money in those things and lost a lot, too. So I think you just got to be very, very careful of what you do and, and know what you're doing and maybe know the industry really well. When you're vetting these companies that you're thinking of investing in, John, how important is the management of that company? Oh, it's, it's extremely important. They used to take companies public. That's part of my background mm-hmm. through the initial public offering process. And when I would go in to do a consulting job or consider taking one on, that's the first thing I looked at. I looked at the management team because the management team, is the, it's, the, it's, the, you know, it's the top of the top and everything flows down from there. And if a company doesn't have a seasoned management team in that industry, in every sector of the company's operations, their likelihood of success is not very good. And also on that list of uh, things that you want to vet is going to be market risk. So how do you evaluate how risky something is in terms of its place in the market? Well, again, it's research and knowledge. We know, well, let's go back to cryptocurrency. That's a, now a market. I can't believe it, but it is. But it's, it's a part of the market now. And so how volatile and risky is that? I think it's very volatile and very risky. And I think you have a lot of intrinsic risk there. But then you've got, you know, real estate. Do you understand the real estate market? You know, some places like here in Denver, the real estate market has been red hot for the past, you know, eight years starting to cool off a little bit. But if you understand the real estate market right now, when it's starting to cool down, might not be the best time to go into real estate investments here if we're going to start seeing some downturns. I think we're going to see that kind of nationwide with interest rates as high as they are now. But it's just a good example of knowing what you're invested in, knowing the market that you're actually planning on making an investment in. So let's talk about elements of risk with different types of investments. And of course, every investment has some element of risk to it. John Crow's cash and cash equivalents, when I think of those, I think they're probably pretty safe, but they would have a limited upside, right? Yeah, for cash and cash equivalents, you know, you never really hear of anyone losing money in a CD, but you're not getting the investment return that other investments will get you. But once again, when you go and look at the risk versus safety continuum, you know, you're getting what you paid for, basically. So really, without the risk, there isn't too much of a return there. Now, right now, with cash equivalents such as CDs, money markets, things like that, you can get as much as 5%. And if you've got money in cash, though, it's just lying around. I mean, you've got to also figure that inflation, at least insofar as the October report goes, was around 3.2%. So you're really not going to make much on that. Everybody wonders about stocks, John Goodhue. And let's talk about the risk-reward continuum with stocks. Well, that can cover the spectrum, can it? Yeah. Uh, you've, you've got some older staid companies and some basic industries like, you know, the food industry, the domestic product industry, industries that have just been around for a long, long time. Everybody needs to eat. Everybody needs to, you know, be able to wash their clothes. Those are pretty stable companies. And so the, the risk isn't as great with those. Now you get 
maybe a new uh, technology company coming out. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody wants a piece of it. But again, now you don't have a track record, not much of a track record. You don't have a big history. And so it's going to be a lot riskier for you. I mean, the reward might be bigger just because of all the hype and, and the, the interest in it. But the, the good state old, old line companies tend to be much more stable. And a lot of them pay dividends, too, which, which uh, is another whole other subject. I know younger investors have time on their side. I call time the superpower. But when you get older, John, I would imagine that you want to take less and less risk the more birthdays that you have. Do you get to a point, John Goodhue, when you just shouldn't take any risk at all? Or is risk always a part of your portfolio if you want to make any gains at all? Well, I think you can limit your risk. And so like the, our investment portfolios that we use, they have risk mitigation tools on them, which just means kind of a fancy way of saying when things start really getting rough and the markets start really getting choppy and maybe we see some extra force going down, just protecting yourself, having investments that don't have the capacity to go down with, uh, totally with the market. And you can do that even in the stock market. It's just a different way of investing. And then there's there are other investments that just don't have any market risk. And you can put your money in places that like that. I usually talk to people and say, look, if you just take this as an idea, if you take 50% of your of your money and you put it in maybe the stock market, and then 50% of your money, you put it in other things that aren't really affected by downturns in the stock market. If you lose 20% in, in the stock market and you don't lose anything on the other side, you're only down 10%. And you can recover from that pretty easily. So th- that's kind of my thought process through it. I just We just tend to invest a little differently because we really do focus on really not losing a whole bunch of money in bad markets because you, you have to do that in retirement. And so in retirement, yes, you should start thinking a little differently. We're talking with John Goodhue and John Crows of APO Financial, brand new office right here in Lorium. Once again, if you're interested in our conversation, the number to call 906-523-9030 to get in and sit down with John and get your retirement playbook. No cost and no obligation for that. Once again, 906-523-9030. Coach Crows, I've heard of this thing called sequence of return risk. Can you elaborate on that? Oh, I would love to, because I think it's it's most important for the person that's retiring and starting to tap into their money, because volatility tends to take its biggest toll at the time you start withdrawing money from your accounts for your income needs. And basically, sequence of return risk is a term we use to describe that when you withdraw your investments during a downturn, you end up withdrawing larger percentage of your portfolio the further your account values drop. And so it's a classic math problem. And so we'll, we'll use some nice numbers here. We'll compare two retirees who start with a million dollars a piece and they're both gonna withdraw $50,000 a year. And person A is hit with a 15% market decline the first year. And as a result of that, by year 18, he's out of money. Mm-hmm. And so person B is hit with the same 15% decline but at year 10, and what happens with that person after 18 years is they're still gonna have $400,000 left in their account. And so what can you learn from that? Well, you need to be disciplined about your withdrawals I and mean, keep them within three to 5% adjust annual, but you need to be disciplined and look at what your inflation is and, and how that affects, and you have to be willing to adjust what you're gonna withdraw. And the name of the game is to minimize principal withdrawals during a market downturn early in retirement or have a plan to get through the bad turns 
And APO Financial, our plan is to manage your fund so you don't take big losses in bad markets. We're here to reduce your stress. You should not need to be stressed out during your retirement years because we all know that stress stress is a killer and, and we want you to have a nice, happy, long retirement. Because many people can't choose when they retire. I mean, they either, they either have to retire or maybe they just want to retire really, really badly and the market is down. What can you do to avoid being the person that runs out of money in year eight? You said that you can maybe manage your withdrawals. I mean, how does APO Financial really help someone do that? Well, that's where planning comes in. And that's where also not putting all your eggs in one basket. I don't believe people should put all their eggs in the stock market necessarily. I think they should have a, some alternative investments, again, that aren't really related to the market. So you can weather those kind of storms. You should really have an income plan. So you're making sure that you always have enough income to cover your basically your core expenses. I like covering some of my fund money with guaranteed income also. It makes me feel a lot better. I know that. that I know when I'm all, I'll always have that kind of income. And so I think just really going back to having a plan to weather those type of storms that we hit economically, and they seem to happen every six to seven years. And so you should have a plan to get through all of that. And that's how, that's what we do for people. We make sure people have a plan so that they're always going to be okay. So, John, I mean, we hope that the market is going to be good. Like you said, it's like a six-year term that things do turn around here. But hope is not really a plan, is it? Well, unfortunately, that's most Americans' plans uh, for retirement. <laughs> hope. Oh, yeah. They hope. They hope they're going to be okay. They hope they never have to live in their kids' basements. They hope their kids never have to change their diapers. That's just terrible. I mean, and it really is. It really is sad because people just don't have. I mean, I've been doing this for almost 16 years now, and the few number of people that really, truly have an, a really written plan that encompasses everything they're going to experience in retirement, they've really looked through all of the risks. They've actually addressed all the risks, and those plans don't exist. I just don't ever see them. None of my advisors ever see them. But those are the plans that we build for our clients. So it sounds like the takeaway here is no matter what the market conditions are, you can pretty much mitigate things if you have a proper plan and you have a comprehensive plan that does account for the ups and downs of the market and just the what-ifs that happen in people's retirement. We're talking with John Crows and John Goodhue of APO Financial. We've been talking about market risk and how you can possibly mitigate that. Now, if you have questions about risk in your portfolio, risk tolerance versus risk capacity, then request your no-cost, no-obligation, no-judgment APO Financial Retirement Playbook Review by calling 906-523-9030. Again, that number is 906-523-9030. Now, when you call, you'll get a friendly voice on the other end of the line, more than likely Laura, who gathers some basic information from you and sets you up with a conversation with John and John there at APO Financial to create a path towards a successful retirement. Now, remember, it isn't going to cost you a dime, but it could uncover some blind spots that when addressed may help you improve your quality of life in a retirement that could last 30 years or more. Once again, that number, 906-523-9030. You can also request your complimentary consultation online at apofinancial.com, apofinancial.com. And as a bonus, if you call this weekend and leave your information, we will send you out at no cost, no obligation. Our book, very, very popular book, it's called The Bucket List. You're really, really going to enjoy this. So call 523-9030 if you want that book, or also you can request your appointment online at apofinancial.com. Want more strategies to support the quality of life you want for 30-plus years? Don't go away. There's more Retirement Playbook from APO Financial in just a moment. Ready to score a touchdown with your retirement plan? Touchdown! Good. 
You're listening to The Retirement Playbook. And now, back to the show with your coaches, John Crows, John Goodhue, and Jeff Shea. We're so glad you decided to tune in this weekend. You're listening to The Retirement Playbook with John Crows and John Goodhue of APO Financial, a brand new office right here in Loria, Michigan. And if I'm not mistaken, it's at 95 Third Street here. It's about a block down from the Gip Arena. And of course, if you'd like to get in and sit down and talk about your individual situation to carve out a good path towards retirement, call 906-523-9030 and make your appointment. It's 906-523-9030. In this segment, I want to talk about IRAs, gentlemen. A little refresher on the IRAs. First of all, IRA, what does that stand for, John Crows? IRA stands for Individual Retirement Account. And basically, it's an investment that allows you to save money for retirement in a tax-advantaged way. The one question I see people ask a lot is, well, if I already have a 401k or 403b, can I still do an IRA? And absolutely, as long as you have an income, you can open an IRA. It gives you control over your investment holdings and how you access them. But they do have contribution limits for a given year that differ based on marital status and are updated every year. But because an IRA is set up for a retirement, there's some limitations in terms of withdrawing. You may not withdraw from an IRA penalty-free before the age of 59 and a half. And there's different types of IRAs, each with its own set of rules and tax benefits. And the two main types are the traditional and the Roth. In the traditional IRA, your contributions are tax deductible and your money grows tax deferred. So when you start withdrawing, the money that you withdraw will be taxed at your current rate for that year. But potentially that could be at a lower tax bracket because you are retired. In the Roth IRA, your contributions are counted towards your regular taxable income for the year, and then they are contributed and withdrawals are tax-free. But the part of the Roth IRA is you still have the 59 and a half year withdrawal limit, but you also have to have your account for at least five years before you can start withdrawing. Okay, so a lot of people have 401ks and they think, well, you know, I've got a 401k. I don't need a Roth IRA. Can you have both of those or, you know, what are the differences? Why would someone want to have an IRA versus just a 401k? Well, one reason is you have more options in an IRA with your own IRA account. Your 401k is pretty limited. Uh, Investment options, usually just retail mutual funds. Uh, Those aren't always the best investments. If you have your own IRA, you can even self-direct it and invest it anymore just about in anything. I mean, people invest their own IRA monies in real estate even. They invest it in stocks, bonds, all types of things. There's not a whole lot of limitations there, but it just gives you more flexibility. What happens too is, and, and this is important, if you have a 401k or or if you work for a, you know, a school district or something that in, in nonprofit area, you might have a 401a, a 403b, a 457 plan. They're all types of deferred retirement accounts. When you hit 59 and a half, well, well, number one, when you retire, you're going to roll that money into your own IRA. Most of those other employer-sponsored plans at some point will kick you out anyway, but you'll roll it over to your own IRA, and there isn't, there's no tax consequence when you do that. A lot of people think that, oh my God, I'm going to have to pull my money out of my IRA and pay taxes on all that money when I roll it to my own IRA. That's not how it works. So you can roll the money to your own IRA. There's no tax effect until you start pulling money out of your IRA. 
The other thing that a lot of people don't know is about 90% of all 401k plans in the United States and other types of uh, retirement plans, employer plans, after 59 and a half, allow you to do what's called an in-service distribution. And all that means is you can roll the money out of your 401k into your own IRA while you're still working. You can still contribute to your 401k. You can still get your matches. And so now you have both a 401k and an IRA. And then now you can have more options to, and to invest those funds maybe better than your 401k plan. John, I heard recently that annuities now could be part of the 401k. Can they be part of an IRA? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the, the 401k plans as of 2019, the tax cut of 2019, they allowed certain types of annuities in 401k plans. The ones that I've seen in 401k plans, I mean, it's still pretty limited, but the ones I've seen in 401k plans are the types of annuities that I don't really care for too much. They're called variable annuities. Mm -hmm. But now your IRA, your IRA, absolutely, you can use to fund fixed index annuities, fixed annuities. You can also use them to fund variable annuities, but they can be utilized to fund uh, annuities. We've talked before about people who have pensions. I understand that you can create a pension-like income, can you, with an IRA? Well, you can. If you, uh, for example, if you have an annuity, both fixed index annuities and variable annuities can do this. Again, I prefer fixed index annuities, but you can you can add uh, usually an income rider. It's just another benefit that you can add on to your annuity, and that will create a guaranteed lifetime income stream. You can do that with any kind of monies. You can do it with IRA monies. You can do it with monies you've already paid taxes on. You can even do that with Roth IRAs. And it's fun if you do it with a Roth IRA because all the gains are tax-free, then you're ending up with a lifetime tax-free income. So that's, that's a pretty cool tool. But yeah, you can, abs you can absolutely do that. We're talking about the basics of IRAs here with John Crows of APO Financial with our office right here in Lorian, and also John Goodhue of APO Financial, the mothership out there in Denver, Colorado. And as I said, these are the basics. If someone listening to the program today says, I don't have an IRA, I want to set up an IRA, how can they go about doing that? All they have to do is uh, get a hold of Laura to set an appointment, and we'd love to love to help you out. And uh, I just read this this week in one of my research articles. Basically, it just said each person only retires once, and a lot of people like to be in charge of their own accounts. But an experienced planner has guided many people through the process and understands all the ins and outs. And, and that's what we're here for at, at APOs, to make sure that you're getting what you want, exactly what you want. And all the burden of the work is on our shoulders. And we'd love to do it for you. So it's easy as calling 906-523-9030 to set up your IRA. John, you were talking about the myriad of choices that you have within your IRA. With all of these choices, is there an opportunity to rebalance these? I mean, how often should you take a look at these choices and rebalance them? Well, we believe that you ought to be looking, and, and not everybody can do this. We can. And how we do it in, in the investment side of things, we're looking at it pretty much all the time. And so it's not just a rebalancing. Like a lot of firms will say they'll rebalance it quarterly and you know make adjustments quarterly. Well, my problem with that is what happens if something starts going bad into the first month in the quarter? You're going to wait two more months to do anything about it? I just don't believe that's wise and prudent. And so what we're doing is always looking at it all the time, every day, 365 days a year. And as things happen, we're reacting to those things. And we're reacting to protect people's money because that is the most important thing you can do in retirement is protect your assets. It's taken you all these years to, you know, 20, 30 years to save, save, save for retirement 
retirement, the worst thing that could happen is just right before you decide to retire, all your money's in the stock market and we have another, you know, 2000, 2001, 2000 catastrophe or a 2007, 8, 9 catastrophe. Your account goes down 50%. What are you going to do? Are you going to retire? You had mentioned earlier that you can have both an IRA and a 401k. What is the circumstance where you would want to have both of those or one over the other? Well, it, it, again, I think it just it, it, if you can have then there's limitations of how much you can have in an IRA and a 401k. If you can contribute to an IRA, if, you ha- if you've already maxed out your 401k, there's limitations the IRS puts on that on an annual basis. But if it's me, I like the concept of having, my, having an IRA account also. It just gives me more choices. It frees me up. And so I, I can actually have money that's not in my employer plan. I don't have to just do retail mutual funds. I can do other things. I can do real estate. I can do potentially annuities. It's almost limitless what you can do inside of an IRA. John, how do you help people make those choices with so many choices? How do you help people pick the right ones for their goals? So it's goals-based investing. I'm glad you said that. That's what we do. And so after we get to know people and know what they really want and really what they need in retirement, then we're going to do what we call goals-based investing and planning. And so it's, but it's everything's tailored to an individual. There's no such thing. There shouldn't be any such thing as everybody has to fit in the same box. Uh, and every, you know, this, this is good for everybody. This one thing, well, that's just not how life works. And so you want to be able to tailor everything that you do as a financial planner to somebody, what they're looking to do, what, what are the risks that they're facing? I mean, there are a lot of special circumstances. If I've got a couple and, and they've got a, maybe a child with special needs and maybe some disabilities, that's a different type of plan. Those people need to help protect that, that child who has those, if something happens to them, for example. So everybody's different. And so it it just takes tailoring of plans based on the people's goals and objectives. John, if our listeners haven't discussed IRAs in their retirement plans, I want them to listen up because this is for you. John and I invite you to call us so you can schedule your 30-minute consultation. All you've got to do is call right now, 906-523-9030. It's 906-523-9030. Leave your information there, and someone will give you a call back on Monday. More than likely, Laura, to set you up with a consultation to talk about your IRAs. It's totally complimentary, no cost, no obligation. We want to help you succeed. We'll not only help you you compare your different options and strategies so you can pick the right one for you. But APO Financial will also take a look at your overall lifestyle plan to help ensure that it's set up to support your quality of life at a retirement that could last 30 plus years. And once again, if you call this weekend, we're going to be sending you out this book, The Bucket List. Everybody loves these bucket list books. It's a chance for you to dig deep into your soul and figure out what it is I've always wanted to do, put it in this bucket list book. Then uh, we'll try to find a way for you to make your bucket lists come true here at APO financial. Once again, it all starts with a phone call. That number 906-523-9030. It is 906-523-9030. You can also visit us online at apofinancial.com. If you're just joining us, it's the Retirement Playbook with John Crows and John Goodhue. If you want to hear the show again, don't worry. We're also a podcast. Just go to wherever you get your podcast and search for the Retirement Playbook with John Crows and John Goodhue. You'll get this show along with past shows so you can stay on top of your wealth and your retirement planning. All right, let's shift gears here a little bit, gentlemen. Let's talk about taking control of your investments with target date funds. Now, I've heard of target date funds. I've got a general idea of what they are, but what exactly are target date funds? Uh, Basically, target date funds are structured to maximize the investor's returns by a specific date, usually retirement, child's college tuition, maybe even a big home purchase. 
Generally, the funds are designed to build gains on the early years, focusing on riskier growth stocks. And then as time goes on, you look at retaining those gains by waiting towards safer, more conservative choices as the target date approaches. A target date fund is a class of mutual fund or exchange-traded funds that periodically rebalance asset class weights to optimize risk and returns for a predetermined time frame. Target date funds are more common in mutual funds, which sometimes have a higher level of management. The asset allocation of a target date fund is typically designed to gradually shift to a more conservative profile to minimize risk when the target date approaches. The concept to me is, is appealing in that they offer investors the convenience of putting their investment activities on autopilot in one vehicle. But personally, I look at that and, you know, and, and the diversification can come within the mutual fund itself. But to me, when you're just relying on one vehicle, I, I don't know how good that is. And I'd like to hear what John has to say about target date funds well yeah i think what they really are is back in the 80s if people if people are as old as i am they remember <laughs> you're yeah, not old they, john come yeah, on <laughs> sometimes i feel that way you're um, not. back in the 80s they used to have these they had these investments called funds of funds okay and they were they were really hot and basically it was a mutual fund that was promoting a special sauce that they had to actually just invest your money in a number of other mutual funds. And people really liked them for a while because conceptually it sounded great, kind of sounded like a target date fund. You don't have to do anything. You're gonna have a fund manager make all these decisions and use various mutual funds and, uh, for you. The problem is when people started figuring out what they really were, were two levels of fees. So you had the mutual fund charging you fees to invest in mutual funds that charge you fees. And so they fell way out of favor because they just weren't working so well. So most of all that closed down. And then these things called target date funds kind of started popping up. And a target date fund to me is just a an old new wrapper of a, a, a fund of funds. You can have two layers of fees and expenses in them. A lot of times they don't fully disclose that. The one big thing too, is, well, they've underperformed pretty badly over the past uh, 10 years, but the concept is great. Can you imagine this? All you have to do as an investor, and most people don't understand the choices in their 401k plans anyway, but all you have to do is pick the date that you think you're going to retire and just say, here, you go do it. And that's wonderful conceptually. It just hasn't worked out so well. Like John was saying, the closer you get to retirement, the more they start shifting to conservative. That means bonds and bond funds. And so just as you're getting ready to retire, well, the problem is their thought process is, well, bonds are safer than stocks. Bonds, they think, generally don't lose money. Well, both of those are not always necessarily true. And so, because if you look over the last eight years or so, bonds and bond funds have lost money. And they're going to continue to do that probably for the next 10 to 20 years because we're on the wrong side of an interest rate cycle. Interest rates are going up. They're going to continue to go up. They'll fluctuate maybe a little bit up and down, but long term, they're going to, they're going to go up. They're going to be much higher than they have been 10 years ago or five, even five years ago. And so now you're in retirement with a whole bunch of your money sitting in things that are going to continue to lose money right when you, do, you need things not to lose money. So I tend not to like target date funds in portfolios for retirement. 
So if I'm hearing you correctly, target date funds do have some risks and they would include potentially higher expenses than other passive investments. The income's not guaranteed, possibly insufficient inflation hedge. And as you said, I mean, I'm getting the feeling you really don't like target date funds. So let's say that I've got a target date. Let's say I need to have something happen by 2030. That's going to be my target date. What are some of the other options investment wise that will help me meet my goals by 2030, if not target date funds? Well, I think in our world, it would be uh, investment portfolios that have risk mitigation tools on them. So you're not losing a bunch of money in bad markets, because I think we got some bad markets coming up here in the not too distant future. So you better be protecting yourself that way. You can use alternative investments. I mean, I like fixed index annuities. A fixed index annuity is a pretty simple product. You really, you can't have any any losses, so your principal's protected. Your gains can be linked to the stock market. So you, when the market goes up, you're going to get a portion of the, that upside potential. But when the stock market goes down, you don't have any loss, no risk of loss. You can have your gains locked in in a, the crediting period. It's usually one to three years. Get locked into your principal so you don't lose any of that. You can also do them with no fees or expenses. I like that. And you can create lifetime guaranteed income for yourself if you if you would like to do that. So, I mean, I think that's a great tool. I think some real estate investments can be really good. We use some institutional funding to do that. It's an alternative to stock market. Life insurance, specially designed life insurance products have some great tax benefits that most people don't know they do. We'll use those. We'll cover long-term care risk kind of in that bucket also because it's a, it's a no market risk uh, solution. But those are just some examples of some alternatives that I might do. If our listeners have questions about target date funds, John and John, once again, we invite you to call us here at APO Financial in Lorium and set up your appointment so you can talk about your investment goals and your dreams, your hopes and your visions for a retirement in which you not only survive, but you thrive. Once again, that number to call 906-523-9030. It's 906-523-9030. And again, you can call it this weekend. If you do call, leave your information. Laura will give you a call back on Monday, set up an appointment for you to come into the office or you can do it by telephone if you want and talk with either one of our Johns here about your particular situation. And if you call this weekend, we will also be sending you out that bucket list book, entirely complimentary, no cost, no obligation. Once again, that number to call is 906-523-9030. You can also request your retirement playbook online at apofinancial.com. That's apofinancial.com. Want more talk about sustaining your wealth and thriving in a retirement that could last 30 plus years? Stay tuned for more Retirement Playbook from APO Financial after this. We're back with more strategies for a retirement in which you not only survive, but thrive. This is the Retirement Playbook from APO Financial. Once again, here's John Crows, John Goodhue, and Jeff Shade. Happy Thanksgiving weekend, everybody. Thank you so much for including us in your weekend holiday plans. You're listening to the Retirement Playbook with John Crows and John Goodhue of APO Financial. Remember, we've got an office right here in Lorium at 95 Third Street. We invite you to stop in, say hello, or give us a call at 906-523-9030. Why don't you stop in, say hello, pick up that bucket list book, and sit down and talk with some of the advisors here about how you can get on a path towards retirement. Because remember, I mean, gosh, these days with longevity, you could be retired for 30 plus years. Don't you think you need a little help with that? 
There's no cost. There's no obligation for this. Once again, that number to call 906-523-9030. You can also request your plan online and find out more about us at apofinancial.com. It's apofinancial.com. We are thankful this weekend to have John Crows with us from the APO office right here in Lorium. And of course, John Goodhue from the mothership out there in Denver, Colorado. And in this particular segment, we're going to be talking about the bucket list strategy, or in other words, the strategy of a lifetime. First of all, John Crows, tell us in general terms what the bucket list strategy really is all about. As I read it, it reminded me of uh, the envelope strategy that a lot of people use when they get their paycheck and they have one envelope for their bills and have a certain amount that they're going to put in there. Envelope for mortgage, their trip fund, their grocery fund, their fund fund. Basically, the bucket strategy is an investment and distribution method used by retirees and it splits savings between three buckets, short term, midterm and long term needs. Uh, accommodates changing risk tolerance profiles as you age also. And your aim is to replenish funds through investment earnings. The first bucket we call the immediate or the spend bucket, and it's basically your cash and cash reserves. It's readily available cash and cash reserves, and you want at least six months of living expenses. Uh, Provides a chance to access funds when needed in retirement without having to access your other investments can be used to pay bills, living expenses. If you have an emergency come up, such as a home repair or vehicle replacement. Uh, the second bucket is the intermediate safe bucket. Basically focuses on investments that typically have low risks, such as fixed index annuities, certain life insurance plans, some real estate investments. And it basically we're looking to capture about four to 7% growth when the market does well. And when the market doesn't perform as well, the goal is that these investments don't take many losses. And the intermediate bucket is looking 10 to 12 years into retirement and making sure that the money stays there. Okay, so that's basically the bucket list strategy. Now, John Goodhue, you do something similar to this. You're not exactly calling it the bucket list, though, right? Yeah, no, we don't call it the bucket list, but it really pretty much is. I mean, I always tell people, just like John said, You've got to have, I think, you've got to have six six months of your your monthly living expenses just readily available. I mean, and it, that could be, you know, a checking account. It could be in a money market account. But something, if, you know, if something really went wrong today, you could just go and grab the money. And that's just immediate cash. It's generally not going to be earning much, if anything. But you need that as your backup. A lot of people say, well, you know, six months, I'd rather have more. Makes me feel better if I have a little more than that. Well, that's okay. I'd say nine months is, uh, that's okay, six to nine months. If you do more than 12 months, you've got too much money not working for you. And it's actually working against you and not for you. So I suggest not doing that. And then the intermediate or the middle bucket is what a lot of people call it. That's where we're really really using things that, like John said, that either have very little market risk correlation or have no market risk correlation. Fixed index annuities are kind of one of my go-tos for that. It has no market risk at all. I like that. They're going to gain a reasonable rate of return. I like that too. Sometimes in certain real estate investments kind of can fall in there. They might lose a little little bit more, but not a whole lot generally. So I, I want to do that with those assets. Maybe some specially designed life insurance for tax planning purposes. Again, you're not going to have any losses, any market losses related with a life insurance policy. And then some more market-related investments. We use pure stock market, but we use uh, portfolios that have risk protection tools on them. 
so that when the market does start having problems and starts falling, we're going to be getting out of the way, going defensive, and not losing as, as much money. I always say if, if you've ever been to an amusement park, there's usually a great big white roller coaster in the back that goes up and down. Yeah. And then there's uh, up front, there's the kitty roller coaster. Yep. And so <laughs> we're more like the kitty roller coaster than that great big white monster back there. And so <laughs> that's kind of my analogy to that. Do the size of these buckets change depending upon where you are in your retirement timeline, do you think? Well, you know, I, I think they can. I think it's more not a timing issue. I think it's a more of a what does your plan need? So, like, I'll be building a plan for somebody, and it's just really obvious. They just don't need a lot of risk and volatility in their overall plan to make it work just perfectly. And so, if that's the case, why in the world would you want to take on any more risk and any more volatility risk than it's going to take to make that plan work? Unless just greed's got a hold of you and you just feel like you got to have more and more and more, there's really no need for that. So, I, I really think it's, it's really more where people are in their savings, their retirement needs, what they really want to have to happen is really drives that more than anything. How does this bucket strategy help protect against market downturns or can it? Oh, absolutely. That's one of the reasons we do it. Again, I just, I just tell people if you have 50% of your retirement assets in, let's say, stock market, we use stock market mitigated tools, but let's say you have it over there. And you have half of your other assets in things that can't lose money when the market goes bad, like fixed index annuities, like certain types of life insurance. So if the market over here goes down 20 and this and that means the other side doesn't go down any, you've only lost 10 percent and you can recover from that really easily. I mean, you can generally recover from a 15 percent drawdown losses pretty easily. It's not that hard to do. Once you start getting into 25s, 30s, 40s, 50s, for example, do you realize that if you lose 30 percent? of your money, you've got to make 43% just to get it back to where it was. Mm -hmm. If you lose 50% of your money, like we've seen happen the last two big market crashes, you've got to gain 100% just to get back to even. That's really, really hard to do. And I just think people don't focus enough on not losing money. I mean, Warren Buffett's number one rule of investing is don't lose money. Right. And his number two rule is when in doubt, refer back to rule number one. <laughs> and he's and pretty good at that, too. Yeah. I, I think I think he's a lot he's a lot smarter than I am. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of go with people who are smarter than I am. So I, <laughs> I like to focus on not losing money first and foremost. Well, that's music to my ears, too, John. I don't think anybody listening to this program wants to lose money. And certainly risk is uh, something that they have to consider when doing their uh, retirement portfolio. We're talking with John Crows and John Goodhue of APO Financial here. And we're talking about the bucket strategy. I think we touched on this a little bit. Let's talk about some of the types of investments that are in these particular buckets. Now, this first bucket, which is very safe, I would imagine that that's basically cash and cash equivalents. What are some of the other safer things that we can put into this first bucket? though. Well, right now you can put some short-term CDs in there. I just was at the bank today and I my bank's offering like a five-month CD at 4.2%. That's not horrible. Not for a you know pretty short-term investment. I mean, there's some short-term treasury uh, notes, for example, that might be paying like three, something like that. But, but in general, it, they're all going to be you know really lower lower returns than you can get in other investments that are that are, that are tied to the stock market, for example. 
Okay, and when you see these rates, I mean, sometimes I'll see rates, John, that say, hey, 9%, come on in here, but there are usually limits or some sort of caveat to those rates, right? Oh, yeah, that we call those teaser rates. They'll say, oh, yeah, you, you, then when you call them or you go in and talk to the bank, they'll say, oh, yeah, that's only on the first $5,000. Right, right. And then, and then anything over that, we're going to pay you 3% on because they're trying to get you in. And even when people do CDs, for example, this happens all the time, they'll go take a CD and let's say it's 45 or 5 percent right now and it'll be a six month to a 12 month cd well when it matures people are just lazy or and busy mm-hmm. and so the renewal rate isn't five anymore the renewal rate is three well you know what i just don't have time to go down to the bank i don't have time to go find another cd at another bank you know what i'll just take the rollover and i'll take the three percent well banks are rely on that that's part of their marketing strategy and so, and that's, and they're just, you know, we're people, people do things we shouldn't do sometimes. And that one's one you're losing money. You know, you're losing money, but you just not paying attention to it right now. So that immediate of that spend bucket, I would imagine has to be very, very liquid. And that's where these cash and cash equivalent investments really do shine in that particular bucket. Let's talk about the intermediate or the safe bucket. What sort of investments would we put into those and how does liquidity play into that conversation? Well, usually those are not as liquid, of course, but they can be very, very safe from market losses. One of my, like I say, one of my go-tos are fixed index annuities. You can't lose money with a fixed index annuity. They do have liquidity. You have surrender charges you might have to pay if you take too much out too quickly. But all of them, they have a, a free withdrawal amount. It's usually somewhere in the 5 to 10% range with no fees, no expenses. That usually works really well with people in retirement because that fits in with a nice distribution plan. I always tell people you should never have a plan to, to take out more than 7% in any bucket of money that you have because if you live to your life expectancy that bucket of money will run out before you do and so you know don't do that when I build distribution models I'm starting in the five to six percent distribution range Uh, that's a pretty safe range for how we do things but that's what you end up with there you know like I said some some specially designed life insurance doesn't have any market risk either and it can have liquidity now you again if you take it out too soon there's surrender charges some real estate investments now real estate investments in general if they're real estate funds or things that are not traded like real estate investment trusts that are traded that's just like a stock so you can buy and sell that but traditional real estate investments are pretty illiquid don't have much liquidity in them uh, and you've just got to plan for that uh, now you can have income coming from those But if you need a chunk of money, this is the bucket you're not going to go draw from. And then finally, there's that long-term risk bucket here. How long is the long-term typically? And what are some of the investments you would put into that final bucket? Well, that's usually more volatility. I I use the term volatility instead of risk uh, because that's how I think. I think people, risk isn't really the biggest problem with most investments. It's volatility. You know, how fast can it go down? How much can it go down? What's the history of losses in that? You know, it's not just, it's just not risk. Because I think with risk, people think of upside a lot. And I think of downside more. But you, you're going you're gonna to have stock market investments are you, usually you're smarter if they're longer term because you're going to need to get through some market cycles. If you can hang in there usually with market investments over a, a market cycle, market cycles usually last, you know, seven to nine years. You're generally going to be higher than you started with. And sometimes you may have to you may have to take some losses, but you so you need time to recover. Uh, historically, that's worked out pretty well for people, you know, uh, you can have long-term investments in the real estate market. 
I mean, people buy real estate and hang on to it for, you know, 20, 30 years. And they're, they're getting income maybe from rental properties, and they're betting that it will continue to appreciate over a long period of time. And that's been working out for people over the last 20 years. I mean, worked out really well for people over the last 20 years. When they go to retirement, now they've got this asset. It's appreciated significantly. Well, now the question is, do I continue to, to take the earnings off of it? the income, or do I liquidate it and fund my retirement, maybe, you know, sell this piece of real estate and buy a cabin uh, or a condo down in Florida so you can go down for vacation. Now, some people will, will sell those and buy a boat. I don't really recommend that. No, but no, no. <laughs> but, but that's kind of, that's a longer term investment strategy. Yeah, yeah. I had a laugh there because I've always said anything with wheels or goes on the water is not a terribly good investment. <laughs> no, it's not an investment at all. Yeah, yeah that's right. I mean, yeah, there's, I mean. That's its own cash bucket right there. Yeah, right there. It's, yeah, it's a hole in the water in which you throw right. money into, basically. Yes, it is. There are a lot of fun. John's got a boat. Yeah, I've been, I've been on John's. John's boat. I love boating, I, I, but I like the best thing I like is to know somebody with a boat. That's the way to do it. I mean, everybody's your friend when you've got a boat, but then, you know, hey, if you want to buy a boat, I think the best time to buy a boat is in the wintertime, though. <laughs> and oh, yes. You can buy them for half price. We're talking with John Crows and John Goodhue here of APO Financial right here in Lorian. We're talking about the bucket strategy. If you've got questions about how the bucket strategy may fit into your retirement plans, again, call this number 906-523-9030. Do it this weekend if you you will. Laura will give you a call back on Monday and set you up with a conversation with John to put you on a path towards retirement in which you thrive, not just survive. Once again, that number is 906-523-9030 and request your complimentary book, the Bucket List book. We got a lot of those. We would love to send you home with one of those. Gentlemen, I've talked a lot about coming in for this initial conversation when they do call 906-523-9030. So I want to take a moment here and just educate people about what to expect when they come in. John Crows, when people call and Laura sets up that appointment, what's the next step? Well, the next step is to come on into the office and uh, Laura will be waiting for you at the door and she'll take you over and we got a beautiful office on 3rd Street, Elorium. Come on in and see it. Uh, we got beautiful hardwood floors. It's uh, an unbelievable 100-year-old building. But other than that, she'll hook you up with beverage, a snack, and then uh, we'll come on in and sit down. And I think the big thing to emphasize is, is we're not there to sell you anything. The number one thing we want to do is get to know you, have a talk, have a chat, and find out what your goals are. And then from there, we'll move on. Uh, look forward to having these meetings and sitting down. And, and biggest thing is uh, that I'm looking forward to is, is getting to know the people of the Copper Country. Even, even though I, casually, we could probably say hi to each other, but I'd love for you to come into our office and, and just get down and get to know each other a lot better and find out what your goals are and, and what we can do to help you meet those goals. And it's a two-way conversation, too. Of course, John, you're going to ask questions, but our listeners have a chance to ask you some questions as well, too. Educational and informative. It is a no-tie zone. As you said, it's just a, a very casual get-to-know-you talk to see whether or not we can help you retire a little bit better than maybe you thought that you could. Now, John Goodhue, typically when people come in for this first appointment, what should they be bringing with them, if anything? 
Well, they sh- we always ask people if they'd like. They don't have to, but we'd always, it always helps us more. We ask people, we have a two-page uh, kind of a summary sheet of just their finances and where they're at and ask some other basic questions. We ask them to fill that out and send it to us. We like to see statements, their investment statements, uh, 401ks, uh, brokerage statements, things like that, just so we can get an idea of kind of where they're invested, how they're investing right now, so, so that we can give them an opinion about that. If they have their Social Security statement, that's very helpful because we do Social Security reports for everybody. So we're showing people all the different options that they have. We'll talk to them about which ones we think might fit, fit them best. But we need that we need that information off that Social Security statement to, to be able to do that. But I think the my thing is, I like a lot of people when they go talk to a financial person, they're kind of afraid. They're kind of uptight. Right. It's uh, yeah, they 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 don't know what to expect. They do think somebody's going to probably sell them something. Yeah. Um, and I just tell people that is not how we operate. I mean, uh, if you know John Crows, he's as nice as the nice can be. He's everything John tells you is 100 percent true. He's just that guy. Everybody in the upper part of Michigan knows that. And that's for the reason that we've chosen to bring him under our umbrella. So it's just it's just a good laid back conversation. And then we'll talk about, you know, should we get together again? If we should, then we're going to do some work for you. Doesn't cost any anything. Nobody pays us anything. We're going to do quite a bit of work on the front end for people before they ever would make a decision to work with us. So I would just tell people, I, I really encourage people to come in and, and meet with us, meet with John. Let us do some work on the front end for you. Let us show you what kind of retirement that you're looking at and really answer every question that you've got. I think we can answer every question you have about retirement. And I'm glad you mentioned that about Coach Crows as well, too. He is one of us. And to that end, I mean, speaking of one of us, I've heard these shows that say, well, you got to have two or three million dollars in order to come in and talk to us. If you're just plain folks like all of us here and, you know, we're just proud youpers here. Can you still take advantage of the opportunities that APO Financial may offer to you? Yeah, I hate those commercials. Those are the ones where everybody's carrying a number under their arm walking around on a green line. Yeah. yeah, what's your number in retirement? And if you look at those numbers, it's a million and a half, three million, five million. You know, I have people come to me and they they you know, they've they've saved really well and they think they really truly think or somebody's told them, Oh, you you gotta keep working. Oh, you know, you can't retire for another five years. I tell people like that almost every single week. Guess what? You could have retired five years ago and let me show you why. I love doing that. And so it's really dependent upon you. It's dependent upon every aspect of how much have you saved? What are your true expenses? You know, do you have any debt going into retirement? You know, do you have a pension? What's your social security? I mean, it's, it all depends on individuals. And you do not have to have, you know, $5 million or something to retire comfortably. It just, that's just not true. Well, John Crows and John Goodhue, that is very good to hear. And I really don't understand why everyone listening to the program today would not take advantage of this opportunity. It's unprecedented. You have a chance to sit down with these two professionals at APO Financial and get your questions answered. It's a no-tie zone, just a casual conversation. I mean, after all, it's all the money that you have for retirement. I mean, why wouldn't you want to talk to pros and especially because it's not going to cost you anything. So do it this weekend if you would. 906-523-9030 is that telephone number and request your retirement playbook. Once again, that number 906-523-9030. And while you're 
at it. Pick up that bucket list book. We got a bunch of those. We would love to have you sit down with that. Have fun filling out that book. Again, 523-906-9030. You can also request your plan online at apofinancial.com. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time. I want to thank you, John Crows, and you too, John Goodhue, for joining us here on this holiday weekend. For both Johns, I'm Jeff Shade. Have a great weekend in this great part of the country in which we live. We'll talk to you next week with another edition of the Retirement Playbook right here on 920 WMPL. Talk that bridges the gap. The opinions voiced on the Retirement Playbook from APO Financial are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing.